there's a big there's th- a three word phrase that I love bet on yourself it, it's a risk but if you believe and if it's something that you love bet on yourself and and go all in right A big hello to everyone. Welcome to the Stepping Out series, a podcast all about ordinary people just like you and me who have stepped out into the extraordinary despite the odds. My name is Anna Gray, and my sincere hope is that as you listen today or watch, uh, that you'll be both inspired and equipped to step out into the God calling for your life. Can you believe that it is 2022? The last time I made a podcast was 2020. I apologize. I took a two-year hiatus, but a, a lot has happened since then. I got married um, to the incredible Holly Sapra, was about to call her by her maiden name. Um, I moved to the Great White North from San Francisco, moved to Toronto, Canada, and the big news and a big reason why I stopped podcasting was I finally launched my coaching business, which is all about, guess what it is, inspiring and equipping you to step out into your God calling. But we'll chat more about that at the end of this podcast. Today, uh, we get to hear from Sean Daniels and he is an incredibly inspiring person. Why? Because he's a normal guy who kept on stepping out, who kept on knocking on doors and God has just blessed him as he's been faithful with what's in his hand. So let's do this. Let's go over to the podcast. Sean, really, really good to have you. Join us for the podcast. Um, man, you know, um, when I thought about actually inviting you on to uh, this podcast, I think it's like, bro, you're genuinely, like you're one of the most inspirational guys I know. And I think you're, I, I'm actually really, really pumped for people to hear your story because I think your story just represents everything that this podcast is about, which is just normal, everyday people who just gave a go. Yeah? And uh, just... And I mean, you're probably a much more special than I am and much more extraordinary than I am. But I, I know for myself, I'm a normal dude who just stepped out. Mm-hmm. And um, I know that's a lot of your story. So, bro, really good to have you here. Appreciate it. Appreciate you having me, man. Yeah. Dude, let's jump into it. I want to. Um, why don't you uh, go ahead and uh, tell the people listening today like a bit of your story. So let me for the people watching, let me just give you a bit backstory. So, Sean. And I'm not going to give too much away because I want to hear it from you. But uh, <laughs> the, this guy just starts off showing up at basketball games with a camera every single time. Every time he can get into a game, he shows up, keeps showing up. And lo and behold, his life is taking him towards a certain trajectory. And he just finds himself being able to do photography for a much higher levels and even up to the NBA. And I think that's just such a cool story of um, an ordinary guy doing that so uh yeah dude tell us tell the people about yourself like uh who are you what's your story been like yeah so um i'm a a bit of a talker so if i keep going on feel free to cut me off but um originally me i mean i'm i'm from new york i'm currently based out in dallas texas finished school over here um about me i'm of indian descent so my story is kind of a little bit interesting because of that um i went to school for kinesiology liked it just toward my last year i was kind of iffy about it i picked up a camera my last year and i originally wanted to do youtube and i realized that was not for me 
Uh, my life just isn't interesting. I don't have stuff to do every day and go cool places. I just don't care for a lot of it. Um, so yeah, I was like, well, I played basketball all my life. Why not take pictures of these guys? I know what they like. I know what they want. Um, so yeah, I picked up a camera, started going to high school games, DM'd what, what, what everybody that I that? could. I want to say that was three years ago. 2019? Yeah, so it might have, yeah, I believe it was 2019. Um, yeah, so picked up a camera. I started DMing a bunch of high school kids in the area, like, hey, can I get your basketball schedule? Um, started going to games, and then it it kind of worked out for me because now we're in the age of social media and everyone wants to post, like, whatever they can, especially, like, young high school kids. Um, so I, I kind of picked up tra- traction from that pretty quick. Uh, guys were asking me to come out to games, stuff like that. We had about, I'm not sure if a lot of people on this are familiar with it, but we had about probably three or four McDonald's All-Americans from Texas. Um, so it was like the top 24 kids in the nation. They come out to play one big game. Uh, so they were in Texas and I got in contact with them. I was doing their games. So yeah, from there, it kind of just took off. I mean, there's a lot of other steps in the way, but yeah, I ended up landing an internship with Slam. Currently do some stuff with them. Uh, kind of have a couple other jobs, but I mean, we'll probably get to that. So yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I started and that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, that's <clears> awesome. And um, so what what are some of the things that you get to uh, do right now? Like, okay, give me this, give me this. What, what's like one of the highlights uh, that's, that you've had in your journey so far? Um, so it's for my journey, it's a little bit, it's really weird. Uh, so I, I kind of have a bunch of different jobs right now. Currently I'm with slam. So I do social media management for them or social media coordinator. So I'm basically live tweeting whenever there's NBA games, I'm the one that's posting on Instagram or Twitter most of the time. Uh, so there's a little bit of that. There's obviously other people that do that as well, but I'm doing that. I'm with the old Mamba sports Academy, formerly known as sports Academy or currently known as Sports Academy. Um, so they have a location here and in California. So I'm at the one here just doing a lot of content creation. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, with both of those, I kind of get to mainly more with Sports Academy. I get to more work with athletes, a lot of uh, NBA G League guys. When guys are in the offseason NFL, they'll come over here. Uh, we're currently in NFL pre-dress stages. So we got guys from Alabama, Georgia, all these big name schools that come out and train with us. Uh, so yeah, it's good. And then I do a lot of freelance stuff as well. Just, uh, I'll camp out at hotels and basically be paparazzi for NBA players when they come out and just take pictures of their outfits. Um, so yeah, I've, I've gotten to meet a lot of people from a lot of various jobs. I wouldn't just consider it one, but, uh, highlight of it probably most recently I've had some big guys kind of post my stuff, Kevin Durant, um, Kevin Durant probably being the biggest. So yeah, I mean, that's exciting. He's one of my favorite players. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, tell us about, uh, tell us, because the thing is, right, uh, I, I think um, what would be really helpful for people to hear is, I think especially the early stages are some of the most like, you know, like everyone gets in their <clears> own <throat> head, right? Like, man, what are mm-hmm. people going to think if I do this? Like, like man, am I, am I the right person for this? Like, how the heck am I supposed to make this happen? Like, tell me about some of those early moments where it was kind of like, because the last time I spoke to you, you were kind of at more of like a tipping point where it just started gaining some momentum. So tell tell us about those early days. Yeah, um, I mean, early days for me, it was, it was pretty tough um, with when you have Indian parents and you tell them, you know, you're not going to go to PT school and 
you're not applying and you're kind of just going to do your own stuff, they're kind of like, uh, I don't think so. You're going to PT school. So a lot of it was at first, a lot of it was a lot of disbelief. I didn't really feel like anybody believed in me and what mm. I was going to do and what I wanted to do. Uh, my biggest thing was at the time and still, I, I love doing it and I just liked it. Like I liked connecting with people. I like connecting through photography, through art, um, through having my own style. So yeah, I mean, <clears throat> my last semester of college or last year, I remember telling everybody, I was like, I'm dropping out. Like I can't do this anymore. I had one class that I failed, uh, had to retake it again in the summer. Luckily that was the COVID summer. So I get to take it online. Um, so that was a big help for me, but, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I just remember telling my family, I was like, dude, I want to drop out. Like, I can't do this, this class just, mm. and it was the one class that was killing me if I'm being honest, but mm. it was, I just wasn't paying attention. I'd be in class and I was editing pictures from the day before, or I just, I wasn't locked into it. Um, and so I remember right after I had graduated, I'd kind of picked up some traction. Uh, my parents were kind of seeing like, a lot of different people post stuff about me and they're like, oh, okay, well, you know, maybe he can, he can do something with this. And then we had a lot of family friends back in New York that were kind of telling my parents like, oh, like Sean's doing big. And they're like, what? Like we didn't, we don't know. My parents aren't big social media people. So they yeah, kind right. of just lurk on Facebook and see what they see. Um, so yeah, they had a lot of people my age and people over there that were telling them like I was doing good. So it slowly started to trickle in like, okay, maybe he can do something. And then luckily right out of college, I got a job with Slam. Um, and for me, that was a starting point, right? Like I wasn't looking to make a hundred K off, off the bat, you know, it's just unrealistic for a college kid, but for someone who wasn't using their degree and just got a job like that in a time where, you know, COVID was just about to hit and people were losing jobs, uh, that, that was big for me. And then, yeah, just a lot of it was a lot of disbelief and even questioning myself, like, can I make a living off of this? Can I be sustainable? Do I need to go back to school? Do I need to work? like five jobs to maintain, you know, it was a lot of that in my head, but I mean, at the end of the day, just as long as you know, like if there's a big, there's three, a three word phrase that I love bet on yourself. Um, and that's something that I, I'll, I'll always hold with me. I always tell people whenever they ask me for advice, it's bet on yourself. Um, yeah. simp simply just being, because, you know, when you, when you get to a point in your life where you're like, Hey, I don't know what I want to do or, Hey, I want to do this, but everyone's saying no. It's a risk, but if you believe in if it's something that you love, bet on yourself and, and go all in, right? Because if you're 70-30 on something, it's the chance of you losing that is going to be high because you're not fully percent confident in it. And you know. Yeah. So, so practically, what does that look like? So betting on yourself, like that's awesome. But what does that look like on a daily basis for you? How do you have the courage to even say that? Yeah, um, a, a lot of it was tough, man. Camera gear is super expensive. Um, I have to give a big shout out to probably one of my best friends. He helped me actually buy my first big lens. That was about over $2,000. And I just, I wasn't making the money for that. And mm. as a college kid, when you're trying to do college games, NBA games, you're like, you basically need a lens that can sustain you for those type of games. Um, so I had reached out and I was like, hey, bro, like talked about it, kind of explained it. And he was one of those people that had a lot of big belief in me and basically said like all right you, you you can get me later once you're once you're big but uh it was just things like that you know just kind of that's really awesome knowing that i didn't have it but someone else believed in me was great and then also just you know just the whole betting on yourself concept it's tough because every day you wake up and you're like all right gigs aren't always coming in you know people don't always want pictures people don't always want 
so-and-so. So it's just getting up and always trying to be persistent with looking for jobs, looking for people who want graduation photos, wedding photos, basketball, fo- whatever it is, right? It's, it's, I don't like to consider myself like a basketball photographer or just a photographer. Um, but it's just days like that where, you know, certain certain gigs aren't coming or, you know, it's just a dry season for you. People don't want certain stuff or NBA guys are, are in season. So it gets tough. Right. But um, yeah, I think the whole concept of just betting on yourself, it's, it's, it's easy, but it's, it's hard, you know, it's easy to say, but every day you wake up and it's a tough battle to be like, geez, like, do I really want to keep doing this? You know, and there are days where my bank account is pretty low and I'm like, sheesh, bro, like this, this is going to be rough. And then somehow God pops up and it's, I, I spread out $30 from two weeks, you know, it's just stuff like that. So, um, yeah. Yeah, bro. So much gold in there. I think there's so much we could talk about. And I think it's, it's huge where <laughs> I, 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 what's really interesting is like, even you saying betting on yourself and then working out the journey. And I think that's been really cool about your story is you didn't stop and betting on yourself for you. It just seems like every day making that decision again be like man like nah this is actually it like this is where i think i'm supposed to be i feel like i'm supposed to be and continually making that step every day Mm -hmm. but yeah i think a second thing that i love to just i think that was really cool in your story is just uh that guy who gave you the lens i think that was Mm -hmm. just you know like thank god for people like that yeah and um and um i i think that's just encouragement to people watching and actually one thing you don't know about sean he said a little bit at the start the fact that you just dm every and anyone mm-hmm. and, that's, and that's I, uh that's one of my biggest things right now i'm i it it's a little weird at first to think of but my biggest thing and i always tell it's funny because i always trade off with that that friend about this stuff he'll ask me certain things and i'm like do this and i'll ask him things about you know finance or money and he's like do this um so it's always funny he's like dude you you dm everybody and somehow you just you get a response from one, it might be one person, but it's that one person you need. Um, and it's, my biggest thing is a no doesn't hurt, right? Like you can ask someone something and they say no and life, life keeps moving, you know? Um, so for me, it was like, why not ask? It doesn't hurt to ask. Um, it's not like you're, it's not like you're asking your girl who you're going to see every day. Like, Hey, can I get your number? It's a lot of these people are, you know, public figures or just people you won't ever see again. Right. So if they say no, it's it's not gonna, it's not going to kill you. That's right, man. And, and that's the thing, right? Where does that come from? That comes from the fear of what will people think. But let's mm. be real. There's 8 billion people in the world. Yeah. And, and I think this is the very important part. People are just not thinking about you that much. Maybe they see mm-hmm. like, man, like, who's this Sean guy? It's weird. Yeah. And then, then they're not thinking about you by the time the evening rolls around. Like, mm-hmm. it, 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 and I just love that. And even actually asking yourself, like, what's the worst that could happen if I, I just ask? Mm-hmm. the no is the worst thing that could happen and you're back at where you started maybe you spent a couple minutes um but I, I think that's just that's just everything and i think as well like with your friend as well you know like building that community where you're constantly like giving to someone and then you're getting back and building those awesome relationships um mm-hmm. yeah tell me about tell me about that friend well is he is he in the same space as you or um so that friend we basically uh how do we meet we we met through two of my cousins one of them went to school with him in high school and we kind of all were <clears throat> us four were you know the best of buddies talked every day hung out every weekend type deal 
Um, yeah, he's big on the the finance space. He does a lot of he has his MBA and stuff now. So uh, I've always trusted him with when it comes down to money and making right decisions and kind of where my money is going with, in terms of putting it in certain places, investing stuff like that. So uh, I knew if there was anybody I ever needed a message for, if I ever needed money, it was going to be him. Uh, so yeah, I mean, we we always had talks about what I wanted to do, stuff I stuff I wanted, and then one day I I basically went to him and I was like, hey dude, this is a stretch, it's a long shot, but I kind of need X amount, which ended up being like two thousand something at the time. Um, promise I'll pay you back, whatever whatever the case is, and no questions asked. He willingly was just like, here, you know, um, got it, and then. It's funny because there was a scenario where that same exact lens broke when I went to go shoot the Lakers and LeBron James. And uh, for my birthday, he and my siblings and a couple of my family members all chipped in to pay for it again. Um, so, yeah, it's just at, at that time, I think the belief started kicking in for some some people. Mm-hmm. I think I would say mainly it was more my fa- like more cousins and stuff, not necessarily parents. Um, Because even now to this day, you know, like my parents are still like, oh, maybe you should still go back to school or maybe you should still do this. But no, I I think, you know, my siblings, my friends, uh, my girlfriend, all of them right now, it's it's all support. And with him and, you know, my best guys, they've they've always been there. So I I, like that that act right there kind of made me it motivates you a lot, too, because you're playing with someone else's money in that sense. Mm. So you don't want to you don't want to. Like be like, hey, I need this. And then drop it right after that. You kind of have to prove like, okay, I'm using this for good. Like I'm, I'm going somewhere with it, stuff like that. Or else, you know, you kind of let the ball drop and that's, you don't want that relationship to fall. So. Yeah, totally. Man, it, it just sounds like, you know, um, you know, you've been blessed with really good relationships and I mean, the, the impact that has, um, I know this about you. You're a, uh, you're a faith person. So I, I'm curious to know what, how's your faith played into all of this? And like, yeah, like how, how's your faith played into kind of what you're doing right now? Yeah. Um, so when I first started, man, my, my faith with God was great. You know, I, I grew up in Christian church, went to church every week, like whenever you name it, I was probably at church with my, with my family. Um, you know, so um, the faith was always there in the sense of God and believing in myself. I always knew that I could do it. It was just a matter of mm. other people. And I think for me, I, I wasn't really someone who had tons of friends growing up or converse with many people. It was really just my close circle. Um, so I always felt like my back was against the wall. It was me versus everybody else or, you know, like my my group versus everybody else type deal. Um, but, you know, my, my senior year of college, it was one of those things where, I realized like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I need to get serious about it. And uh, there were days where I cried and I was obviously, I, I'd pray and I'd be like, dude, I'd, days where I didn't have money or days where I didn't get credentialed for an event that I wanted or did, plenty of jobs that denied me, you know? Yeah. Um, so just in those situations, like just believing and trusting in God, like, hey, this is going to work out. Um, and, and even now, it's still such a tough thing because I'll... I'll get excited for stuff or, you know, it's funny. I always talk with my girlfriend and she's like, you need to stop doing X and X for free or you need to stop giving so-and-so advice for free. Like you need to charge for that. That's your, like, that's your knowledge. That's your worth. You need to do this. And for me, it's like, I believe in that good karma. Like 
if I do good now, I'll get, I'll hopefully get good later, you know? Yeah. Um, so just that whole thing, it's a, a lot of it is faith and just stepping out. Um, you know, it's funny. You said in the beginning, I believe you said like, you know, he, he kept showing up and I have a friend that they have this whole thing. Um, it's based on their mother. It's a long story, but she has a slogan called keep showing up. And I think that's a, a life statement every day. You know, you choose right. to keep showing up, which day by day, not even just with, with, it's with whatever you're going, you're going through, you know, um, whether it's, you know, you're, you're struggling to, to wake up every day or you're struggling to love a loved one, you know, you just keep showing up day by day and just hope it gets better and you just go from there. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, do so when you're taking these photos, I'm curious to know, is there, or even as you're like stepping out into your business world and, um, like, how do you, how do you see God over there? Like, how do you, how do you see the impact with, with like, or, or do you feel like there's like a kingdom sort of impact that's kind of in the midst of it? Or how, how do you see your faith play into what you're doing? Yeah. Um, so a, a lot of what I do is somewhat competitive. Uh, the photography scene is, is kind of weird because there can be people that come out 10 days before and just bought a nice camera and they start clicking um and and they can take the same picture as you so um you know for example that the kevin durant photo that i did there was there was people there that had other photos and there were other outlets that were posting different stuff and uh kevin durant randomly doesn't post too much comes out and posts mine um same thing with you know like a devin booker plenty of other photos out there the team photographers are there plenty plenty of things that they can post and just stuff like that where it's like you're you're shocked by it so for me mm-hmm. my biggest thing is i i want to be an inspiration i want to be a people person to others i don't want to just be a photographer right like that's why i said in the beginning those personal relationships for me are are huge um so every day when i walk into my job at, at sports academy or whatever um you know obviously there's certain guys that that you can share certain moments with and i've gotten lucky enough to know a lot of people just there and outside of it at workouts just that we've we've shared a lot about um ideas we've bounced off of each other you know these guys are professional athletes it doesn't mean they don't have emotions mm-hmm. um so really just talking with them and managing certain things or even just helping them grow grow through things i feel like that's big and then inspiring the younger younger generation too you know um i have a cousin who's who's now doing video and uh a couple other cousins who are doing other stuff so it's like it's cool to see that kind of just breaking barriers and mm-hmm you know, just using that and helping them step out into their, what they want to do in life. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that that kingdom based perspective is huge. I think that's something that I ultimately want to try to master more. Um, but again, that just comes with conversation. It's, it's hard doing it through just photography. You know, you kind of have to have conversations for that. Um, but that's why I love it, right? Like these guys want their life captured. They want this captured so the whole time you don't just sit there mute you know you sit there and try to break a bubble or you try to have a hard conversation with people um so yeah yeah that's cool i also love just hearing you know like the the ripple effect of you stepping out right the fact that you know you step out and you know again like you said at the start like going against disbelief it, it just it's just such a catalyst for others hey mm. that it just helps others also say you know what if sean can do it so can I, if he kind of just steps outside of the norm and 
steps outside what's expected and kind of goes with his gut and bets on himself and does what he feels like he's called to do. Um, yeah, maybe I could do that. And I think that's just such a cool part of it all. Hey, mm-hmm. yeah, that's cool, bro. I got a last question for you. So we're in uh, 2022. What, what's, what's the dream? What's the vision for you? Like, um, what's in your heart? It's, it's, it's funny you ask. Uh, we actually just had a vision Sunday at church uh, this past week. And it was a really good message. You know, if you don't have, there's a lot that was said, but there's a couple of lines that stuck with me. And, and one of them being was, you know, if you don't have an end goal, there's nothing to chase. And so it kind of gives you, you, you stake, you step back and you think to yourself like, okay, what's, what am I chasing? What do I want? Uh, what, what's my end goal? So for me, I have a lot of crazy goals. Um, and I like that they're crazy because it gives me a high bar to chase. Um, personally right now I'm in the process of a couple of different interviews with jobs. Uh, all that I love all have to do with content creation, social media management type deal. Um, dream job, obviously, if I could, I'd be a personal content person slash manager for an NBA guy, NFL guy, just because I, I like having that person to person talk instead of just one of those things where it's like, Hey, we're going to hire you for an NBA event. Let's just say all-star weekend. And you go, you take pictures and you never talk to these people again. You know, it's hard in those senses, but if you work for an agency or if you work for a player, you kind of have that person to person experience. You get to have conversations. Um, you just get, you get to be you, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard when you're in a two hour window shooting something and you don't get to say much or, you know, you're just laughing at jokes that they say, and you're not really engaging it because you're afraid to talk to these big guys. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of the goals that I have are are wild right now. You know, I want to be a millionaire, obviously, as as everybody else does. Just mm. things like that. Uh, I have some specific goals, obviously, just kind of where I want to work, what I want to make, um, stuff like that. But I mean, yeah, overall, just I mean, twenty twenty two, try to be a better person, try to inspire more people, um, show God's love, stuff like that. Um, the little things, but it those little things make a big difference in the world. So, yeah, hundred percent. And I think it, it it's like, I think um, it it's a, it's such a good hesitation that uh, you can have when it comes to vision because it's one of those things, especially as you know, people of faith and people who love Jesus. It's it, it's one of those things where it's like, Lord, if you don't show up, like it's not going to happen. Like there should. Actually, actually, I'm, I'm so certain of this. Like, if your dreams don't scare you, they're actually not big enough. Because yep. if they, and if you're quite comfortable saying them out loud, that kind of gives us a good sense that, you know, this is something you actually could achieve on your own without the help of God. Mm. But I think when you come with a level of hesitation and, and you know, I'm sure there, I bet there's stuff that you're not going to tell anybody for the next decade. <laughs> um, yeah. Because you're just like, Lord, this is between you and I, and uh, we're going to figure it out. And uh, because, you know, you need God to show up. And I think that's such a great place. And, you know, it's such a place of faith where it's where it's truly believing, you know what? I'm actually not here on earth by accident. God has me here for a purpose for this time. As Esther would say, as such a time as this, that God, they're going to use me in such a purposeful way. So. I'm going to actually have faith that maybe my life could be as 
crazy amazing as what I read in the Bible. And that actually takes faith. You know what I mean? Like, I've actually just even noticed, and to be honest with, with myself, and, and you know, these past two years, where it's just like so much has come our way, hey? And it's like, sometimes it's actually hard to dream. It's, it's hard to dream because life has been brutal. Mm-hmm. And it actually takes faith to dream again. Um, yep. And so I think that's just encouragement for anyone watching, regardless, I think, of what this past couple of years has been, even if it's been your best couple of years or been your worst couple of years, daring to dream again because, you know, he's the God of the impossible. Like, he split the Red Seas. He can do so much more uh, yep. through our lives. And he wants to. That's the really cool part. Um, and so, yeah. Bro, thank you so much for sharing your story. I really hope course, it, uh, uh, it inspired people. And I, I, think, I think what's really cool about uh, your story is that, you know, I, I know in, in, in the days and the decades to come, you, you know, God's going to keep using you in such a great way and you're going to make such a phenomenal impact. And I know that you'll have success in the worldly sense, which is awesome because it, I, I think, I think it, uh, it allows you to have a voice and allows you to have a place. Um, but more than that, it's cool seeing your journey right now and seeing someone who's in the middle of it on the way, who's done that initial hump of staying consistent. And there's a lot of people who are just a couple steps before you. And I think it'll be really inspirational uh, for them to just hear that, you know, normal guy picked up a camera, kept on DMing people, got around the right people, told his dream and vision to people, kept showing up, believing in himself, and just kept on going. And you know what? Like, uh, Sean, I'm so certain as you keep on doing those things. Like, it's going to be exciting a couple decades ahead of you. Appreciate it, Doug. Well, I hope you enjoyed that podcast with Sean uh, Daniels, a.k.a. One Shot Sean, uh, if you want to find him on Instagram. Uh, But before you head out, um, I would love to let you know about my free masterclass, which I'll link below. If you're at this spot where you're feeling really confused about what God has called you to do, um, I'm really passionate about helping you. And I want to I want to offer this free masterclass to you, which will help you get good guidelines around how to better understand the call of God on your life and how to get moving and how to make some steps and how you, just like Sean, can step out into your God call. So if you want to watch a free masterclass about how you can learn about a simple three-step system that I created called Heart, Hands, and Head, uh, click in the link below. And if you enjoyed this podcast, feel free to share it with your friends and family.